Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it if you can. Leave us a review, it really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out, definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters, what's going on, everybody? It's Mike here, episode 106 of the Life of a Fighter podcast. And I'm going to do a little intro. So this is going to be uh, a two-part series. I know after we broke down the last book, I didn't want to go into multiple parts. But again, this... The, the one that I broke down for the most recent month, The Brain That Changes Itself, which is, again, another book looking at our brain, a little bit more neuroscience, but it's very, very exciting to me. A lot of the stories that it shares, and that's the biggest thing that I got as a takeaway from this, was not only in the information that was being provided by the author, um, but it was really the stories that was being told that delivered the point home in each chapter. So what I wanted to do was for the intro and the first part of this is to kind of look at each individual chapter, not do a full breakdown what we did last time, but mention some of these topics and then actually have you guys, the audience, kind of pick out the topics and pick out the stories or a little bit of detail of what you'd like to hear more about and I'll go over. Um, we have, I think it's going to be 12 chapters altogether. I'm sorry, it's 11 It's going to be 11 kind of stories and bits of information, but the real big takeaway from this book that I got and one of the simplest lines of this book too is neurons that fire together wire together and the same idea is for the opposite so neurons that fire apart will wire apart and ultimately what I got to take away from that and I think the big takeaway from that is if we are habitually getting not only different areas of our brain to light up together, but different parts of our body and our brain to light up together as a pattern. Over time, that habit becomes natural. It becomes faster as a program or as a neurological pathway to develop, which not only allows the habit to react faster and respond, but it makes it harder to break. And one of the analogies they use in one of the chapters is if you think about when you have a snow day and you're getting sledding and a bunch of people are going to be going up and down the mountain, up and down the mountain. At the end of the day, you're going to see that there's a couple of tracks that is commonly used, which makes it easier to go up. And then also, obviously, coming down, it's a little bit more developed as a pathway. And then you're going to find some that are just a little bit less used, which ultimately kind of gets less used throughout the day and doesn't develop as easy of a pathway. And it makes it actually harder as the day goes on to find a new path because it's easier to step back into the path that's already been created. And the same idea carries over to the brain. Again, and we've heard this concept. It's not really a new concept. But what I find really intriguing about this particular book is the way that the brain can rewire itself and the mapping that they talk about in this book and in all the different chapters and the wide spectrum and wide variety of how the brain can change itself, whether it's you're talking about a normal situation of a kid or an adolescent and you're creating pathways and neurological pathways from a coping mechanism standpoint or from 
a plastic surgery standpoint, whether you, you go through, not, let's say not plastic surgery, let me rephrase that. So whether you're going through surgery and there's plasticity of your brain that has to adapt to, let's say you're removing a limb or you lose a function of part of your brain or you have a stroke or there's some kind of issue going on. Again, the brain's going to rewire itself as an adaptive model. And then also looking at just different strategies on purposely getting parts of your brain to shut off or parts of your brain to turn back on with uh, different electrical impulses and different technology and pieces of equipment that allow parts of your brain to either be turned on or turned off and then map the brain and have the brain create certain pathways to either have a positive response that we want or to actually stop doing a negative response or a negative pathway that's been developed, which I found really, really intriguing. So that's a very general synopsis of what this was, book was looking at and some of the topics covered. Um, so let's kind of run through the contents, the chapters, and see what you guys think. So ultimately, I'm going to go through all of them, give you a little bit of info, and then you guys can... Again, request on social media, shoot in emails, message us, all that fun stuff, and say, hey, I'd really like to hear more about chapter number two or that story on chapter number five or whatever have you. So let's jump right into it. Chapter number one, right off the bat, a woman perpetually falling. So rescued by the man who discovered the plasticity of our senses. And this is looking at, again, how it says it right there how plastic our senses are and how malleable and how much they can change and whether, let's say, we lose our sight what ends up happening in that part of our brain? Is it now that part of our brain, our occipital lobe is no longer going to work? Or is it now we're going to find that the occipital lobe is actually working when we're hearing, but it's just kind of filtering through information in a different way, but that part of our brain is still operating, which I find really intriguing, and that's a really cool chapter that we could look at. Number two, building herself a better brain. A woman labeled quote-unquote retarded discovers how to heal herself. And I think that's really intriguing, again, to kind of, again, manipulate the understanding of our brain to, again, uh, I want to say optimize, but even just get as close to we can to being optimal as possible. Looking at chapter number three now. And again, you're going to hear a kind of common theme of either redesign, rebuild, mold, shaping, plasticity, all those factors are going to be in a lot of these stories. Redesigning the brain. A scientist changes brains to sharpen perception and memory, increase speed of thought, and heal learning problems. So, especially that last part, heal learning problems. I never really thought of it as a wound, like a learning problem having a wound or an issue that we could quote-unquote heal. So I thought that was a really interesting perspective on it. Number four, acquiring tastes and loves. What neuroplasticity teaches us about sexual attraction and love? This one gets really deep and really heavy because it shows you just this slippery slope of not only relationship and sexuality, but also now with technology and porn and all the different availability of that and how quickly it can just mold into something more and more and more. And um, it's a really interesting kind of chapter there that they break that down. Number five, midnight resurrections. Stroke victims learn to move and speak again. This one actually, I think, was uh, another amazing one because of, especially now, uh, being more involved in elderly community and being more involved on a day-to-day -day basis with the geriatric community and seeing how much of a neurodegenerative issue can cause just a, a lack of daily living and just have such an impact. So 
looking at, especially with stroke victims, because when you can damage an entire hemisphere or a particular part of the brain and have that impact the entire side of your body and all the things you don't think about that go along with that, this is a really interesting uh, story as well. Number six, brain lock unlocked. So using neuroplasticity or plasticity in general to help stop worries, obsessions, compulsions, and bad habits. So that's a whole nother realm that again gets really, really exciting. And there's a lot of application there, whether we're looking at OCD, whether we're just looking at habits or we look at destructive behavior, looking at how we're um, going to tap into that and how we can make the changes that are necessary to either combat the things that we want to combat or to just manipulate and mold or just make the changes that are necessary and understanding how they even got there in the first place. Number seven, pain. Very general word, but I think it's very, very important, especially when we're looking at the brain and how that plays into how the brain changes and the dark, and specifically they're saying the dark side of plasticity, where it can go to in a negative manner, which is, I think it's, it's important to know all the benefits of the brain and how powerful it is, but to also understand where some of those uh, pain points can be and where some of those issues and downfalls can come from and how to avoid those or how to troubleshoot when those actually have already arised and how you can look back on them. Number eight, imagination. How thinking makes it so. This one's really interesting and there's a really interesting point I'll pull from that particular chapter that I remember that it's the idea of, for example, they made a really quick one where if you imagine yourself writing with your right hand, in your mind and then you actually write it, the times and the amount of time it takes to actually do it tend to actually match up pretty well. Same thing with your left side. You might actually be a righty so you'll write faster. So if you write with your left hand, it's probably gonna take you a little bit longer. I make that analogy and application to even our athletes and our fitness enthusiasts. Anyone's looking to make an impact in their life of not just actually practicing or the idea of practice makes perfect, but perfect practice makes perfect, which is the first thing I like to say. But also, it doesn't have to be a physical practice where you're draining your body. It's just a visualization that can also be a benefit that use still those same neurological pathways and still utilize a lot of the same parts of your brain that are going to be powerful and not as demanding physically where you're not going to be breaking down as easily but still get a lot of the benefits neurologically. All right, number nine, turning our ghosts into ancestors. Ooh, this was a good one. Psychoanalysis as a neuroplastic therapy. So this is really looking at when you lose a loved one or there's an issue where accepting the passing or the death or uh, the moving on of a person or a family member, whoever in your life, and allowing to recognize them as now they're gone and they're not being a ghost that's haunting you that you can't move on with your life with, but as an ancestor that you can respect that has passed away that you can look at and give validation towards, but also accept new relationships in your life and not hang on to those old things, which I thought was really, really helpful. Hits me personally, just from my own um, past and dealing with death, but also obviously we all have to deal with it. And I think that's a really important part. Number 10, rejuvenation, the discovery of the neural stem cell and lessons for preserving our brains. All right. So these last two, 10 and 11, I'm actually finishing up. So I'm going to go over them a little bit, but we're reading more of what they're saying because these last two chapters I want to finish. And then the game plan is for next episode or depending on if we have our guest on, 
for the following episode, when we do our second part to this, the follow-up, we'll go into more detail and I'll be able to give you guys even more on 10 and 11, but I'm still going to read you off it. So number 10, rejuvenation. Again, looking at the neuronal stem cell, lessons for preserving our brain. So as we're aging, how do we protect ourselves? Because I even look at, and you'll see stats, and some of them have credibility behind them. Some are just BS kind of statements, but you'll see something like even drinking a soda that can be horrible for your brain, just one cup a day, the damage that it can do, the cause of dementia potentially that's linked to, and all these other neurodegenerative issues that can come from it. Also, genetics play a factor, epigenetics, and all those other things. So I think the more information we have, the more understanding not only nutritionally what we can do to preserve our brain, but exercise-wise, mental exercise, just day-to-day living and how we can approach it to make sure the brain doesn't deteriorate and all those things that go along with that. And the last one, number 11, more than the sum of her parts. A woman shows us how radically plastic the brain can be. And that's, I think, a great way that they're going to finish the book. And I'm really excited to get to that chapter because we've heard some great stories throughout the book of different individuals and how the brain can change and how much of an impact it has, but really being able to understand brain mapping and brain scans and understanding the technology and the equipment that goes with it. First, looking at the brain and saying, all right, I understand what we're looking at. What do we need to evaluate? What do we want to change and how are we going to make that happen? And sometimes it's thinking outside the box or not just accepting the current thesis, theories, and just viewpoints that are going on in science at this time or whatever time we're evaluating. It's being able to say, okay, I'm taking what we do know, but also being able to try something new, creating a thesis around it, actually giving it an opportunity to, to at least happen and then study obviously the results and hopefully there's an impact there. So I think that's going to be a really exciting way to finish it up. And those are our 11 kind of stories that they put in this book. And again, guys, it's the brain that changes itself. I highly, highly recommend that you check it out. Again, you can always use our Audible um, sign up below, or if you don't already have Audible, you can get a book for free for your first month. I recommend this one or really anyone that we've gone over in the book club so far. Um, this is a big shout out to Eli, the physical therapist, for the recommendation on this one. Thanks, that This was a really good one. And uh, I got a list, actually, from all my coworkers over at PACE here in Asheville, um, being involved in the mission health system and the hospital system and, and working at a new uh, facility, a new environment for me has been great because being in New York and obviously having my own business, but also working in dietary and, and specifically still going for my master's in dietetics right now, that's one field, but being able to being now back in physical therapy and being a rehab tech and being able to work with the physical therapist and the occupational therapist and uh, all the just different um, professionals in rehab. It's really exciting to just be able to kind of add these different pieces and apply it, look at it from a new set of eyes. And my goal is to just kind of always be learning and always just find ways to be able to constantly grow my knowledge and share that with you guys. So the books that I get and that are recommended from over at work and even other network pro- uh, professionals in our network and different people, if you guys have recommendations, we're always open. We're going to review them, break them down, go over it, all that good stuff. So that is the intro to it, and that is pretty much going to do it, guys. I didn't want to go too quick on this one. I might have talked a little bit fast. Uh, I've just been working all day, crushing lots of coffee. We actually had lots of meetings today, too, which I'm excited about, some potential new partnerships with my, maybe a new 
energy company we're working with, with uh, maybe a new travel company. Got some interesting things in the works, um, some new fighter announcements. Congratulations to Pascal, the German troth, winning the K1 Grand Prix tournament uh, in Germany last night. Um, I'm, I, you know. I don't have to speak up for Pascal. His work speaks for himself. He's been on the podcast. You guys can listen to it. I highly recommend. Check him out if you haven't already. He's got an amazing story. He's an amazing fighter. In my opinion, the best striker in the world right now um, in both regular traditional kickboxing and in Muay Thai. Holds titles in both. So feel free to check him out, guys. Shout out to Phuket Top Team, uh, all the fighters down there. Happy birthday, Panda. It was Panda's birthday. And I didn't get a chance to hit him up, so I got to get back in touch with him. All that good stuff, guys. And until next time, keep kicking ass, keep taking names. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free and that is it y'all. See you on the next one.